welcome to Startup Stable Success. My name is John Vanderveer, and I'm here once again with Mr. Aaron Carapella. Hey, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about reasons for starting a business. This can mean a lot of different things. For some people, it might be a financial thing. For other people, it might be, I want to do something just for fun, kind of on the side. Uh, it can be so many different things. So we're just going to go through some different uh, reasons for why you should start a business. Yeah, and I think we'll probably go over some of the reasons that we personally started a business. And yep. and some of these other reasons uh, that we talk about, you may find relate to you and why you want to start a business. So, John, um, before you met me, what was the kind of motivation behind some of the businesses that you started? Uh, I think my biggest thing uh, was definitely not financial. It was more based on passion for something, mm -hmm. wanting to be able to do something as a career that I just absolutely love doing. You know, the, the thing that doesn't feel like you're going to work. Um, because I mean, we've all gone through that. You wake up and you go to like, you know, your first job, if you worked at like a fast food restaurant or something like that, like you don't necessarily want to do that. Maybe that's your passion though. Who knows? Uh, but for me, like I didn't want that. I wanted to do things that I loved doing that whenever I went to work, it didn't feel like work. And then whenever I was at home, like, and, uh, maybe it was stuff that I would still be doing at the house, uh, during my free time. Cause it's just something that I love so much. Yeah. And my first job was working at Carl's Jr. And I didn't have that job because my passion was flipping hamburgers or talking to rude customers or, <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, dealing with cat, the cash register and all the responsibility of the money. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you have a job because you have to. And so a lot of people start their own business so that they can kind of reprioritize why they're working. Yeah. What the motivation is. And I would definitely say the same thing. The, the, the jobs that I've had that have been businesses that I started were primarily based on a passion that I had for the subject or whatever it was yep. I was selling tribal nations maps. Obviously my main motivation to start that business was the passion I had behind it. I had no idea that I would make any money at all off of that when I first started. And it started as a project that I never intended to make any money off of as a kid. Yep. So I keep that in mind when we do make sales that um, we're always balancing, you know, giving and receiving yeah. so that I take that passion and, and, and uh, remember what it's all about. Well, and this passion for that business turned into a passion for me as well. Cause at the beginning it was not a passion for me because I didn't know it and I didn't have the understanding that you had, but as we got into it and then I learned about it, that created a passion in me for it. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we do together that like I donate my time for it because like I believe in what we're doing. Yeah. And we see people, uh, we see people's responses to the maps we create and how it can create an emotional response and a, a feeling of uh, validity in people who have maybe never seen their tribe on a map before. So that's a, a lot of the motive that you and I probably have for this business. You have a business uh, going to the farmer's market and selling yep. things that you grow. So I'm sure you have, there's a big passion in uh, growing something in the ground in your own land yeah. and then taking that somewhere where people find value in that and yep. then they took it home and eat it and they're healthy. Yeah. And that's a hundred percent like that's, that's a passion project for sure. Cause that's not the majority of our income that we make. Um, but that's something that we do together as a family. 
um, and something that I do every single morning with my kids. Whenever we get up, that's the, like one of the first things that we normally do is we go out and we take care of the animals and things like that. And so there's there's a passion there. But talking about like for my for my kids, I want to build something for them as well. Right. Right. You know, so like for a good example of this is my dad and my grandpa started a print shop uh, in 1997 and I worked with them on and off as I was younger and then eventually took over the business to now, even though that print shop doesn't exist anymore, I have all the machines and printers and stuff like that that we use for the maps because of what they did. They created something and built something up and even though I turned it into something different, I was still able to... Uh, it was it was able to make income for our family, and I, I want to do the same thing like with the farm stuff with the kids. I want to build something uh, for them. Yeah, definitely. So let's go over a, a list of things that we find are probably important reasons that people start a business. One of the reasons we we've kind of touched upon already is the freedom to pursue your passion. Yeah. So I am passionate about Native American history and culture. Uh, we live here in Oklahoma where we're surrounded by tribes and tribal jurisdictions and a lot of Native American people, including members of our own family. And so, um, you know, I was able to take that passion that I had as, you know, reading books and going to powwows and being a member of different groups uh, fighting for Native rights as a kid to now having a product that curriculum developers and schools find value in and Native people find value in. So definitely... uh, Pursuing our passion, that's something you've done in many of your businesses too, John. For example, your music career. You yeah. Know, that's your passion. You love playing music and you play it for money also. You play it for fun sometimes, but yep. uh, the monetary option is there. Yeah. Um, well, and it's one of those things too, because like the good thing about like to start a business for passion reasons, when you get to those times that are drier financially, mm-hmm. your passion is what gets you through that. Right. It pushes you forward to move harder because you, you desire to keep doing what you're doing. You love it. So when you go through those drier times, it's going to push you further to get past that, uh, get past those times. Because regardless, like nobody ever starts a business and is overnight successful. If they are, a lot of times they can't keep up with the demand and then they crash because of that. But without that uh, passion to keep pushing forward, like it's just, you're not, you're not going to grow the same way um, unless you can have somebody you can put in that position that has that passion. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. And you were talking a minute ago about another great reason to start a business, which is creating generational wealth. And by generational wealth, I'm not just talking about monetarily building wealth for like your kids and your grandkids, but also like, for example, you were talking about living off of the land and that being a big uh, staple to how you guys start your day here yeah. on, the, on the farm. We're actually standing inside of your uh, antique house yeah, on your farm. 26 years old, I think. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're standing inside one of the reasons for everything you do right now. Oh, for um, sure. And so that's really interesting. We were going to talk about generational wealth today, and it, that also doesn't have to be a financial wealth. It's also the wealth of information you're passing on to your kids. So that's kind of a dual reason. Um, oh yeah. Well, it, the reason I know how to take care of chickens is because my grandpa did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he, he, he taught you that. that's a value. It's not maybe monetary value, but it's a life skill and something that you can remember him by. And yeah. And I don't um, do it exactly the way he does it, 
because I've learned other things too, but like the gist of it. Yeah. Sure. Got from him. Sure. Definitely. Um, another reason that a lot of people, uh, start a business is because they like to use maybe their discretionary income or, or part of their, their revenue to support, uh, communities, nonprofits, other social efforts. Yeah. Um, I know from years of, uh, political activism, uh, being a member of lots of different groups that did community work that a lot of people would have a second or a third job just so they could donate to whatever cause we were fighting for. Um, so a lot of people will start a side business just so they can have extra revenue to support things they believe in. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Um, a lot of people who are philanthropists who are maybe sitting on a lot of money and they've made a lot of money, either, uh, inheriting a business or running a business. Now they're done operating the business. Yeah. They'll use that revenue, um, that, that keeps flowing in to support some, some of the efforts they believe in. I, I know some people personally who do that and they take, uh, they really, uh, enjoy that part of their lives, you know, after the business is over. Yeah. So, um, you can also, this is kind of along the same lines. Uh, we talked about this before you can turn a side project into something bigger Oh yeah. or, um, like the skateboards is what comes to mind. When I think mm-hmm. of that, uh, you thought of that idea to make a skateboard for one of your boys. And then you're like, Oh, I can do something with this. You yeah. know, let me, let me make one for tribal nations maps and, and anyone else who asked me. Yeah. So, well, and the thing that it makes me think of is whenever I first started doing music and playing gigs and making money that way, it was definitely a side gig and it was not making a ton of money at all. Um, but now where we stand, like uh, the income that I make off of playing music for different people, um, that's, I mean, it's close to, I mean, it's probably 40 plus percent of our income that we make. That's great. Like it's, and that just kind of happened over time. It was a side thing that turned into to more. Well, and you turn your side project into something stable, yeah, which then became successful. There you go. So, Name yep. drop. There we go. <laughs> that was a good segue. Some people also start a business so they could challenge the status quo. So what that means is basically uh, there might be a product out there or a lack of product and you want to prove that it can be done. Yeah. So there are people that that's all they do. I take Elon Musk, you know, he comes up with new ideas that are innovative. And then he says, here world, here exists this new product because I thought of it, you know, yeah. and some people take a lot of enjoyment in that. I think another thing that for me, uh, was desirable about owning my own business is the, the flexibility of uh, anything. Definitely. Um, like to be able, cause like we can, like we get together, uh, like today to, to record, we've done a couple episodes today and we were able to, to get together and record during that time. Uh, cause we didn't have a set schedule of, I have to be, you know, um, like at, at my job from this time to this time, we are our own boss. We work together. I have a print company and I ship stuff. You have the tribal maps company. We have companies together, but we, we work together and to be able to have the flexibility to do these things, there's income that comes from having the flexibility to try new things and to do things that we wouldn't have done before uh, because of that flexibility and, and not only uh, time, but also in finances and things like that. Yeah. So what we're doing this podcast, you know, today we've done other things for our businesses that, that we have besides this. So yep. we can kind of, you know, find a balance there and, and merge those things together, which kind of 
goes along the lines of being your own boss. Yep. So it's nice to be your own boss. We've probably both had bosses in the past who we weren't super happy with. I think I have been a good employee in the past, but I don't think that's my natural forte to be told sometimes by people who knew less than me and positions above me um, what should be done. There were times when I had jobs where that was a good dynamic and I liked it. And uh, I had, you know, good authority figures over me or had good guidance from bosses, but definitely being your own boss is the way to go. You just, um, there's a saying that my grandma taught me. My grandparents were big entrepreneurs and traveled around the world, buying products and shipping them back to their home and reselling them. Yeah. And my grandma, when she found out that I was going to start uh, selling books on Amazon independently, she taught me this really, uh, great saying it's probably the saying that she told me that i will remember more than anything else she ever said she said okay you're going to start your own business and i said yeah you know that's what i'm thinking of doing and she goes okay just remember you have to work twice as hard for yourself as you ever will for somebody else yeah and so how many people have you known who work for a company or at a job and they're kind of like you know halfing it they're not real interested in what they're doing or they kind of are, but they don't really own any, they don't have any investment financially into what they're doing. And they're kind of like, uh, not giving it their all, you know, yeah. when you have your own business, you have to give it your all or your, the end product, which is You're your revenue. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be there. Yeah. So yeah. But, uh, if the, there's a responsibility that comes with being your own boss and that yeah. means you have to work really hard. Well, and it's the, and it's easy not to, especially at the beginning of starting this. Cause whenever we first, uh, or whenever I first started working from home, I had to set like, I had to set like hard lines of things I have to do. Sure. Cause it was super easy to stay up late, sleep in and then work in my pajamas. And like, it was, it was awesome. But then I would work really late. Right. And then I wouldn't get as much stuff done. Um, there was um, some laziness that was easy to lean into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized, like, I have to get up. I have to, you know, take a shower, get dressed like I'm actually going to work. Right, right. Because if, if I don't, like, it's way too easy. And I'm not saying that I do this every day because there are days that I've woken up and, like, I've been sick and didn't feel great and I stayed in pajamas but still worked. But that's few and far between. Well, you don't have to call in a sick day. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And the yeah. thing is, if you're if you're the boss and you have your own business, you can't call in a sick day. So there's been lots of times that I've worked throughout the day uh, sick, you know, and then there's times where I've been so sick that, you know, you can't like, meet the I deadline. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just it's just not it's just not going to happen, you know, but like it doesn't matter when you're your own boss, especially when you first start out and like with me working from home nobody could do everything that I was doing. So if I had a day off for being sick, all that work is still there. It just piles up. I still have to do all that work. Cause before, like when we had the sign shop, we had employees. And if I was gone, like, cause I was sick or gone on a vacation, work got done. That's not how it is now. Yeah. You know, which now that mean the benefit of getting to work with you, um, there's times to where, uh, if like, you are tied up and you can't do something, you can message me and I can help you out and stuff like that. But see, then that goes back to uh, um, the the freedom and flexibility to be able to do stuff as well. Sure. And there are people that take that one step further from what you talked about, getting up in the morning and having like a regimented um, way to wake up. 
a lot of like a very disciplined way to start the day and structure. A lot of people will actually that work from home and have their own businesses. They'll make themselves their cup of coffee. They'll get dressed up in a suit and tie. They'll drive around their neighborhood in the car, come back and park in front of their house, walk back into their house as if it's a business. Yeah. So they're like officially starting <laughs> the day. I've heard of that before. It's like a whole movement of people who that's how they feel professional and like they're getting into the mindset to like, let's work. So, well, I have to get up and take care of animals and then go eat breakfast and take a shower. So yeah, well, you're for, you're kind of, around. <laughs> you're kind of forced to probably have that structure. I assume because the animals need help in the very early morning. If you let it go, I assume they're going to be like crowing and whatever else noises they make. Well, right? it's the, a lot of it is just making sure they have like water and stuff. Cause right. on the hot days, cause I mean, we've had some 110 degree days. Yeah. Uh, out here and yeah, they, they get, they have to have water early on. So yeah, so that kind of forces it to happen. So sometimes being the boss kind of forces you to have a structure. You do have flexibility within that. Like for example, yeah. you could go feed your animals and then just like go lay on the couch for three hours if you really wanted to. Right. But you just know that work will pile up later. Oh yeah. Cause if yeah. I go and sleep for three hours, I have to make up for three hours of work that I didn't do. It's kind of like even today, like getting together and recording what we're doing today, mm -hmm. that's still like all this, the orders that we have that I need to print right now. Um, I still have to do those. They're right. not being done right now because I'm in here doing this, you right. know? So like, it's, it's still like, I don't have somebody here working with me. One well, part of the thing, if you're your own boss and you don't have employees, that's kind of what we're talking about. If you have employees that creates a whole another extra a set of hands, but also an extra headache of like how yeah. to employ and keep these people employed and keep the, keep the job flow going to have yeah. something for them to do. Well, and it's um, rare too, because some of those people that we've brought, cause I've had employees in the past and some of them are great and other ones are not like, it takes more effort for me with them. To so train like, them. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's why whenever we uh, started here and moved here, I didn't want to bring in anybody extra until we absolutely had to. Yeah. You know, and we've had to help out with because I've had days to where I've had to hire people to come help take care of animal stuff because we're just too swamped, mm -hmm. you know, uh, stuff like that happens, you know, but that's not a, an all the time thing. Yeah. So by being your own boss, you can, um, we, we talked about this basically, we can create our own environment. We can kind of structure our environment around the priorities that we have and certain, certain deadlines. Um, Sometimes people start a business because they want to be able to network, meet new people. They might want to build a team, yeah. which our team is basically you and I and whatever yep. suppliers we have. Um, and also the people that help us create, uh, get the information on the maps. Yeah. I would consider them part of our team. Well, I would say even if you like, say you're doing like your own business and you're just at home and say you've got an Etsy shop and you're just doing like you're crocheting things and selling them on that. And that's all you do. You still need a team to a degree, people that you can talk to. Uh, I mean, even like having some type of mentor or something like that. Sure. Like that's, that's essential uh, just in general to like to be successful and to be able to lean on those people. Yeah, definitely. And so um, if you do have a, a job where you employ people, um, some people find a lot of satisfaction in creating jobs. Becoming an expert sometimes for some people is the goal or, or definitely like a, a side advantage of having your business. We have some expertise in, in what we do as far as uh, history. I guess that would be more me. You have expertise in designing websites and yep. you're gaining a lot of knowledge about native history and things like that. But 
I'm kind of the person who's, yeah, I can't really, I can't employ someone who can talk to customers like I can. Because if someone calls me and has a specific question about tribal history or where I got this information for the map, there's no one I could hire out who could do that. Um, So that's okay. So it kind of has forced me to become the expert in the field. Yeah, but that's just like if somebody has issues with shipping or say like, um, like the print was wrong or something like that. That's whenever I come into play and talk to those people because that's my expertise. That's not your expertise. Yeah, I could probably answer some basic peripheral information about that. I can maybe look up something, uh, but if I need deeper help, you know, yeah, I definitely have I'm really appreciative to have you there as a backup and or a main person doing that. Obviously, having your own business can create financial independence. That that's true. Although with financial independence, sometimes means you make a lot one week and nothing the next week. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to you have to become kind of your own financial advisor and make sure your money stretches out and yeah. you know, we've all well, had and sometimes it's harder to come up and make like a budget for yourself because like we said we will have like five killer killer days. Mhm. And then maybe one or two not so great days. Yeah. You know. So then you start going into the mindset of like worrying like are we going to be okay this week? That's another place where John comes in and helps me because he says, we're good, dude, dude don't worry. we'll be okay. We'll be okay. And sometimes I'll kind of freak out one day and say like, oh my gosh, we, we did really well last week and this week isn't doing good. And fi- while I'm on the phone with him, how many times does this happen, John? We're on the phone. Often, yeah. And I say, we just got a big sell. Yeah. I need to stay on the phone with you because yeah. you're bringing some luck. <laughs> Something's happening. So, yeah. but he, see, that's another thing too, like with starting your own business and like we talked about building a team, like having that other person to go back and forth, because with me, I don't worry about that stuff as much. Uh, and that, that sometimes, uh, for me cannot be a good thing as well. Cause sometimes it's good to like, okay, I need to make action steps here. I need to do whatever. But with Aaron, you know, I can remind him, you know, like this is normal for this time of year or, you know, things will pick back up. Don't worry about it. We're good. You yeah. Know? And so while he's telling me this, I'm thinking of, okay, I can market this way and this extra way and spend time in this area. So while he's manifesting a new aura of reality and money coming in for us, I'm (laughs) I'm actively doing other processes to like try to bring in money. And sometimes those two things at once like converge and like we somehow start making extra sales again. So (laughs) I'm your emotional support animal. There you go. There you go. (laughs) It all comes together. Um, so financial independence is great, um, especially if you have a product that is a very stable product, like a what they call a cash cow. Like, yeah. and a great example of that is Coca Cola. You know, they don't even have to advertise Coca Cola. It's going to, if they stopped advertising that right now, ten years from now, people would still be buying it without sure. anyone telling them to buy it. So, that's what you would like your product to get to to create some independence. Just on a side note, in order to create final financial independence, a lot of people diversify and have multiple businesses. Yep. So if one is not doing that well, you have another one that is that's consistent. You can kind of rely on the balance yeah. of all of them together. Yep. And that's, I mean, we have that going on too. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's all my income comes from multiple different varieties of businesses that have started. Especially, I think COVID kind of taught us that is that, um, you never know if something's going to happen to to where income might uh, drop dramatically. So you yep. want to be as diverse as possible, especially products that people need versus just want or that are luxuries. Yeah. It's good to branch out. Another great benefit to starting a business is the tax benefits. 
For sure. There are many, many things. This is a whole subject, but there are many things you can write off Mm -hmm. for your business that you couldn't write off if you're just filing personal taxes. So I've got a good example of that. The, the land that surrounds our property, the, the people that own that actually own a bunch of different land and they take those uh, pieces of land and they lease them out to people and they do that just for the tax write off of it. Mm hmm. You know, because they're not making that much money on leasing the land with the property taxes and stuff, but it's the the tax write off that they can get from it, the tax benefit that that. they can get that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, just a quick example: if you run a business out of your home, you can write off part of the square footage. Yeah. Um, You can't do that if you're working for an independent business. Um, You're going to have kind of a certain percentage of your taxes you pay based on the revenue you make. Versus if you have a business, it, it depends if you have like a sole proprietorship or an LLC, there's certain tax benefits and, and extra percentages you might be able to shave off here and there. Yeah. Well, um, and depending on where you are, because if you're a brick and mortar business, like I know for sure, like in our downtown area, the city gives tax breaks because they're trying to revitalize that. Sure. So like that may like if you're on the fence to, uh, to open a business. Um, a lot of cities do that. They want they want people to be they want business to be in certain areas of town, and they will give really good tax breaks for those businesses that would move in. Yeah, that's great. That's a great example. Um, you could always, if you want more information on this, you could always uh, approach a local tax person, a CPA in your area, and just ask them. You know, here in our state or in our county. Uh, what are the tax breaks? Um, what's the benefit of having uh, different kinds of businesses? Um, should I have a brick and mortar or do this out of my home? Um, what do you think? And, you know, they might help you crunch the numbers. They may charge a fee, but um, it'll kind of give you an idea of how you want to, what kind of business you want to run based on the tax benefits. Another benefit to starting a business is eventually you can stop working. If yep. you have a good enough business, um, you can kind of sit back and have other people run it for you. You can sell your business. Um, sometimes you can sell it for the, I think the average rate uh, that people sell their businesses for is four to five times the revenue that you make in a single year. Yeah. So let's say someone has a business that they, I'll just give an example. They make 150000 a year. It's very plausible that you could sell that business for seven to 800000 especially if you have um, actual inventory on hand or you're willing to stay on for a year or two helping the new owner run your business and, and be there with any questions they might have. Well, and if it shows that you are every year making more and more money as well. Sure. Yeah, that helps for sure to show that it's stable and also improving each year. That's a, there, there are people that all they do is buy businesses, build them up with a plan, a long-term plan to sell that business five years down the road yeah. and make multiple times off of what they uh, paid for it. That's harder to do. That's a, that's a specialty people have. It's kind of like flipping homes. You know, you improve the home after you buy it and then you sell it for more. Yeah. Something like that. <clears throat> a really great book that I would like to recommend that I read recently. Um, it's kind of a staple book about this subject of uh, not working as much or slowing down the amount of work you have, you're required to do when you run a business is called the four hour work week. And it's by Timothy Ferris. Some of the stuff in the book is not as realistic as I would like it to be, uh, but some of it is very helpful about how how you can structure your time, how um, a lot of people, big thing he pushes in this book is if you work for someone else, 
you can actually ask your company if they'll allow you to like move to the Philippines for a month and still pay you to work remotely. But then you go live somewhere where it's really cheap. You get some life experience. Maybe you network over there. So it's got some really interesting concepts. But definitely the biggest takeaway is um, how to minimize how often you work and cut out a lot of wasteful time. Because we all waste a lot of time whether it's like scrolling on Facebook in the middle of working or, or what have you. And uh, it's a great book about that. Another great reason to start a business, which is a personal favorite to, to, for me, um, not only do I get to work out of my home office or any coffee shop that I would like to go to sometimes, it's not always that nice, but when I'm able to, it's, it's a definite option. Another great reason is uh, we were able to move to Hawaii a few years ago. Yep. Uh, where I grew up for a little bit as a kid and half of my family lives over there on the big island. And so a few years ago, right before COVID started, my wife and I planned to move there with our two boys. And it was kind of nerve wracking because we had this Tribal Nations Maps business. And I, I thought, okay, well, John wants to continue printing and shipping for me. He's going to be here in Oklahoma. He could live anywhere too, really. But if we move... Can I run this operation from the middle of the Pacific, from the most remote island chain in the world? Is that going to be possible? So I had to really do some independent research. I had to do some inward looking, you know, into my own, some introspection about whether or not mentally that made sense for me. I know John noticed that I was a little bit nervous about that. And I kind of, (laughs) I kind of grilled him a little bit before I left, like, you're not going to drop the ball right when I'm gone. And, uh, sorry about that. I did trust you, man. It was just, it was just nerve wracking, but, uh, well, it was also at the same time, uh, when you were doing that, I was, I still had the sign shop, uh, the brick and mortar shop. That's true. So you had a lot on your plate besides, besides my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was some of the nervousness. Um, and I was thinking, so as a backup, you know, just, um, being a responsible homeowner, I looked up, uh, in on the big island, whether or not there were local print shops, if I had to run into that and there were like four or five of them and they probably could have handled some of what you did, although shipping from Hawaii, it would not have gone smoothly. (laughs) So I would have had to raise my prices because in Hawaii, anything that, um, obviously is produced there most, unless it's produce that's uh, grown off the land. Yeah. Most of it and most of most material is shipped on a barge to Hawaii and then produced and then resent out again. So you're paying basically for shipping twice yeah, or a boat charge and then a shipping charge at any rate. So we were able to move to Hawaii for a year, run the business. And ironically that was in the middle of the pandemic and also not being like face to face with John and being able to work uh, next to each other like we do now. Yep. And for that entire year, the business actually grew yep. from the year before. So I well, thought, we still, it proof. just, it made, uh, work was a little harder, mm-hmm. but I mean, that, that's fine too. Like we, the we issues, worked around it. Yeah. The issues that we had were design issues and stuff. And we had to make updates and stuff being as far away as we were. Yeah. And you know, to be honest, after moving to Hawaii was a possibility because we, we have our own businesses, Yeah, but moving back, it was definitely easier. We had a bunch of projects that were kind of on hiatus waiting for us to actually get together in person to create. And man, we had a productive year as soon as I moved back. Oh yeah. We? yeah. We did so much. So, and that's the thing is whenever, uh, like again, talking about 
uh, building a team. Like whenever we get uh, together, we do more, we build more. We, uh, there's just, we are, we are creative individuals. And when you put us together for good or for bad, like there's so much that happens, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's exciting. It makes it fun. There's a spark, John. We have a spark between you spark. and I. Yeah, I can see it. That's right. Um, but okay, so we've gone over lots of ideas. Uh, you want to just kind of throw out a few more here and talk about those, John? Yeah, sure. Okay, so we've got, uh, we also have the option when you have your own business to have multiple ventures at once, which we kind of discussed. Which, 100% what we do have going on. Yeah, and you probably have more than I do. I've got a couple, you've got like four or five. Some people like to get recognized. I don't think really that's my forte. I I kind of like to let the maps speak for themselves. Yeah. Um, we have had some interviews and stuff like that, and the work has been in um, has been published in a few different places. But and I don't think uh, that's a great way to get into business, though. To get it's not a good reason. Not yeah. a good reason. It's it's one of those things. Like if you naturally are good at something, like it's going to happen anyway. I feel like a lot of politicians might get in the into their job because they want to get recognized. Yeah. Maybe I don't know, but maybe some actors. Um, yeah. I think it's more of to, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're an actor, that would make sense. Like you, you do want to get recognized. Um, same thing like with, with music stuff, you want to get recognized to a degree. Um, so I guess it depends on the actual business that you're getting into. Yeah. As long as that's not the primary reason I would say, as long yeah. as like you want, you know, your music and the message of it to get out to the public and yeah. you want them to feel what you're feeling versus like, Hey, from a narcissistic per, like standpoint, like, Hey, look at me. I'm awesome. You know, that's not really where we're going with this, but uh, some people like the validation, you know, yeah. that they're doing something that is successful. And I guess in, from that point of view, I do like feeling like, you know, we have a purpose. We're here to do something. And, yeah. um, especially if it's, uh, novel or unique and other people aren't doing it it's kind of a nice satisfaction to know you you're advancing something towards humanity you know that wasn't here before so that's nice um so along the same lines inspiring others yeah um if you can do something that inspires others or lifts them up or makes them feel better um then you're bringing forth a product that is really valuable for people especially well, it's not it's not just the like you can inspire them, not necessarily like, cause I could like build skateboards and that could inspire somebody to want to start their own business sure. to do something they're passionate about. They may not be passionate business about skateboards, inspiration. but yeah. yeah, like, yeah. But getting to inspire others, especially cause like with the stuff that we do with the travel maps, like there's just, there's so many cool things that come, uh, from that. And there's a lot of, uh, we, uh, we get to inspire a lot of people to, to do different things, uh, through the businesses that we do, but also, to, to learn more about what we're doing and like uh, to get some of these teachers to want to be able to teach the information correctly and not just what we were taught whenever we were growing up because the information I learned was completely different than what the truth was. Yeah, I think seeing how much time we've put into these maps inspires people who come across them like randomly. Yeah. Like, wow, this this thing I'm just looking at for the first time has years and years of research and travel behind it and... Uh, I wish we could put like an hours thing on that because there's just, I can't even imagine what that would be. Oh, I, I don't even, years, like thousands <laughs> and thousands of hours. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Um, but uh, that's where passion comes in. So um, another thing about having your own business, especially if you work from home, is you can reduce your commute. 
Yeah. You know, I know people in California where I grew up that drive two hours one way to work and two hours on the way back through traffic every single day. I was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. When I lived in Texas for a little bit. That's right. Get stuck in traffic. It took me two hours to get to work. Yeah. You can, here in Oklahoma, that's not as much of a problem, but. uh, Well, not in Muskogee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Even in Tulsa, I've, I've never really been in traffic for more than like five or 10 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's happened, but it has to be a really bad accident or something. But even if you're driving across Tulsa, let's say, or across Muskogee, you know, um, add a half an hour to two hours to your day. Easy, easy. Yeah. So in a big city, reducing your commute by just working from home, that's that's amazing. Some people get to do that when they work for a company. They can work from home sometimes. When you have your own business, if you're able to, um, you can also uh, choose to have a business storefront that's near where you live. So you probably have a little bit more option, like options versus um, when you go to apply for a job, you're kind of limited in whatever places might hire you or just certain competitors that you have your application out to 10 different places. And more than likely, not all 10 jobs that you might land are going to be five minutes from your house. So having your own business really allows you to kind of adjust your commute or another thing is I notice when I do have to drive, you and I can kind of leave our house at the hour that we want to. Yeah. So even if I did live in California, I could leave at 930 in the morning instead of 730, traffic, you yeah. know, after the traffic's gone. Yeah. So definitely a great, great reason to have your own business. Job stability is another reason. And that is if you're able to budget um, if you have kind of inconsistent revenue coming in week to week or day to day, as long as you can find a way to budget it, or if you're just doing really well and financially, uh, this revenue stream is strong, you don't have to worry as much about balancing. But, um, if you have a good viable business that can create a lot of stability, yeah. um, financially and probably in your personal life as well. Well, and a lot of that too, doesn't happen immediately. And a lot of that comes from how much you're willing to put in and, uh, at the beginning to get this started and continue to daily put in uh, to it to get to get to the stability. Because like just like one thing that we talk about all the time, I mean, it's in our name. Like, how do we get to that stable mark? It doesn't start out that way. Um, yeah, you have to you have to work to get there. So it's not an immediate thing like you um, you may want to leave a job to create something and build something and have fulfillment and pride into something that is going to turn uh, into stability. Um, but it doesn't always happen right at the very beginning. Yeah, exactly. So in the startup phase of your business, if let's say you're you personally who are listening right now are in the startup phase, you're kind of like you have this working idea. You've maybe built a website. You are kind of like getting in gear to start making money here and um, you want to be stable, it might take a lot of dedication before you can get to the stable phase Yeah, and even more before you become successful. I would say Tribal Nations Maps made next to nothing the first couple years. Yeah. But then we had some uh, breakout points where we got some media coverage, um, my maps were on uh, NPR, National Public Radio, which really boosted our business a lot, wouldn't you say? That's um, what uh, switched you over to do it full-time, wasn't it? Uh, pretty much. I think yeah. it was about then. Maybe some newspaper uh, articles that came out right before that were kind of the catapult. But all of that working together, I think that was 2014, is when there was just a series 
of ups for the business that yeah. just really just uh, took it to a different level. So, but it took quite it took a couple years of startup of the startup phase to get to that point. And if you add in when I actually started working on these maps from the time I was a kid, oh yeah, <laughs> and all the time it took to research yeah. and travel before I even knew it would be a startup one day. Um, if you add all that in, I mean, there's there's a lot of dedication behind the stable phase that we eventually got to. Yeah. And now, e- even when I would say we're at definitely at a successful point in the business, but even then, there's going to be ups and downs. So you have to brace for that and just realize if you have a, a consistent amount of revenue that's coming in, when you have bad days, the good days will come too. A couple last reasons um, to start a business, kind of along the lines of some of the ideas we talked about before is you can help change the world. You can inspire people. You can bring a new product that hasn't existed before. It depends what we're talking about. Changing the world might be just your little micro world, wherever you live, your community. It might be um, for the larger world or the, in this, in our case, like the native American community, we're trying to change perceptions and um, bring a lot of awareness. Yeah. So in that, in that small way, we've helped change the world. For sure. So, John, another example I can think of is with your music. You know, people are touched by your music when they hear a song, and it might they might be hearing a song in like a moment of their lives where they really need some kind of inspiration or or support, and they're by themselves, and then they come across one of your songs, and boom, you know, you've changed the world because you've made that person feel a little bit better, uh, consoled them, maybe, you know, and I'm sure that happens a lot when you're actually playing out at places because you have large crowds listening to you. Um, Lastly, a great reason to start a business is to have a great story to tell. Yeah. Uh, Either to your own family or to the world along along the lines of changing the world or bringing inspiration. Um, You can have a story about how your business came into fruition, how you created it, and ironically, your story is a lot of times what sells your product. Yeah. So if you, a lot of times people will ask how I got interested in these tribal maps or how John and I met and all the trajectory of meeting and, you know, researching. And that story, which is a genuine story, sells a lot of our maps because people want to want to kind of grab onto that story and they feel some affinity to it. Yeah. And they want to support it. They want to support what we're doing. Well, and you don't even know, uh, like everybody's story is different mm, and your yeah. story, like you may have an idea for a business and it fails and your story has failure in it. But based on that failure, you may learn I failed because of this or this failed and gave me this idea. And I wouldn't have had this idea if it wouldn't have been for this. So then you can have that failure turn into success and like that story right there. You know, like if you have a business that you've created and you can have like an about us section and it's going to have your whole story there and showing that you failed, you didn't give up, you made adjustments and now you're successful. Uh, you know, people like that going back to be inspired. People mm-hmm. read that. They like they they want they want everybody wants to root for the underdog. And when you start something like that, I mean, failure is one of the things that helps us grow more than anything. Like, There's so many things that we offer on our website that we're able to offer and do now because of failure, failure that we had. Mm-hmm. And that failure is part of our story, but it has turned us into what we are today. 
Yeah. You, uh, sometimes failure will mold you into uh, being better or creating a better product. And so that definitely adds to uh, being able being able to tell a great story. For sure. We've gone over a lot of different things of reasons to start a business. And honestly, there's a lot more other reasons that you can go to, to start a business because uh, the reasons are different uh, for everybody, depending on what you, what you want to accomplish with that. So this is just a list of a few things to just kind of get you thinking about what you can do for your business. We thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to Startup Stable Success. If you have any questions or maybe an idea for a future episode, or maybe you want to sponsor an episode, please hit us up at startupstablesuccess at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.